All right, welcome. It's Bowerly, hour three already. Hourly with Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, getting a lot of email from people in Florida uh, saying some not very nice things about one of our previous callers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the guy's issue was with uh, Florida. It really wasn't the topic. I just mentioned it as a quick aside, and uh, the guy decided to go on the warpath against Florida. I, I don't know why, but clearly it wasn't going to be a very long-lived phone call because um, we're talking about a storm here in western New York right now. And joining us with uh, meteorological information about what we can expect before we get to more calls and stuff. Uh, Josh, if you can put him up, please. Meteorologist Andy Parker. Andy, thanks very much for joining us. You're probably going to get voice strain by the time this is all through. Yeah, that's no problem. I haven't talked this much since 2014. Wow. I'm glad that you keep track of these things day by day. It's, uh, it's, It's good to have that timer built into your cell phone. All right, first of all, Andy, could you give us a uh, breakdown, kind of an hour by hour, of how the rest of today is going to play out? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's actually some new data that just came in, which uh, is good news for some of the areas uh, near the city of Buffalo. Let's start off with what's going to happen in the next few hours. Everybody's going to get their milk and bread run in. You're going to get home from work. It's not a problem. We can see the lake band beginning to kind of bulge out of Cleveland and it's going to shoot up the length of the lake. It takes a while. If you drive in a car, Cleveland's about three, three and change, and this is going to take a little longer. It's arriving in the, in, along the southern tier as a burst of snow, maybe around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock for some of the deeper south towns, and then that burst of snow arrives into Buffalo after 8 o'clock tonight. It doesn't just start as a giant focused band. It's something that has to develop into that. The overall wind pattern is going to switch to the southwest, which brings it from Toledo, Cleveland, up to Buffalo. As it does, that's when you have the warm waters of the lake in the 50s and the super cold air at around a mile up in the sky. You've got a huge temperature difference, and it essentially boils up and forms that band of snow that everybody has seen on the radar. So the start time for the snowburst for the city is going to be about uh, 8 o'clock or so. That snowburst will go up into Niagara, Orleans County. It doesn't leave a lot behind, but it's going to be enough to slick in the roads. Hopefully everybody is well-warned and they're already home. During the course of the night, that's when this thing begins to kind of wobble a bit, then it locks in. And it looks like the city of Buffalo along the throughway corridor, so you're going to include some of these. It's kind of a weird thing. You've got South Buffalo, but then you've got Williamsville and Amherst also kind of clumped into this initial shot. And that's when it begins to intensify. Instead of just a snow burst, it now becomes more of an intense line where you get the two-inch an hour, hard to see. It begins to accumulate on the ground, and you have the bad driving conditions. The good news is, again, this is two in the morning. So it's not highly impactful. As we get to the morning drive on Friday, that's when we're going to find the band of snow beginning to meander a little bit. It'll intensify, and it does look like it's going to slide into the south towns. There's a whole suite of model data you can look at for this. And the biggest trend that we see is that there is a stronger push to nudge this thing about five miles off of its buffalo access. And when it does that, it takes it out of the city and into some of the more immediate burbs like West Seneca, Orchard Park, and uh, in East Aurora. And that nudge is going to be enough to kind of keep the snow totals into a more manageable amount. Now, back in 2014, this nudge was also forecasted. But that snow band had, imagine the muscles 
of, of like a pro wrestler and the breeze that would normally knock over somebody, that pro wrestler just stood there and said, yeah, it's not going to affect me. When the snow band, if it reaches an intensity or a muscular status where this wind shift around it doesn't affect it, that could be a problem. That was one of the things in 2014 that we all learned is that once a snow band becomes so strong, those little nudges by the atmosphere can ignore it, and Hmm. it kind of stayed put over Lancaster. So while there is a forecast nudge, it doesn't look like it's going to be something that it could turn out to be a smaller one than what the models are forecasting, what you're going to see on, on all the TV stations tonight. So that keeps Buffalo down to Orchard Park in play for the duration of our Friday. And then the wobble will continue in that area, and then it looks like the shift is going to bring it back through and into Niagara County during the day on Saturday. So Grand Island, Niagara Falls, Lewiston, anybody in southern Ontario, you're going to end up with this as well from Fort Erie um, all the way up uh, to uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake. That's Saturday, and then it's kicked out of here. Saturday night, it is swept out and blown out of here by the time of pre-tailgate on Sunday if they end up playing in Orchard Park, which I now hear is kind of debatable. Uh, Yeah, we've got Josh uh, getting the very latest on that situation as far as the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, are concerned. But let's just assume that uh, Orchard Park is going to be the locale Uh, what you're saying or what I I hear you saying is uh, weather should not really be an issue. No, they'll only be digging out. The, uh, the only issue they'll have with snow in Orchard Park on Sunday is going to be the remnants of whatever falls on Friday. You're going to have all day Saturday to deal with it. And as that snow band comes back and gets swept out, it's a minor accumulation of a couple of inches as it moves on through. And that'll be in the pre-dawn hours as well. Uh, so to clean that up shouldn't be a huge issue for them, uh, for them as well. They'll have enough time with a, if they were playing there at a 1 o'clock kickoff it'd be all right. But you know, the biggest issue is Friday. Gotcha. The biggest issue is uh, tomorrow, and uh, the biggest the biggest issue time-wise tomorrow is going to be? Uh, the biggest issue time-wise, the morning drive for anybody attempting that. That's going to be very difficult uh, south of the city. If you're in Grand Island, Lockport, most of Niagara, Orleans County, you're in the clear on Friday. It's going to be areas from Buffalo over to Batavia, down into sections of uh, northern Wyoming County, central uh, northern, southern Erie County, up uh, north of Springville. Anywhere in there is in play as the, the wobble of this could potentially bring it five or ten miles uh, north and south. Worst case scenario of this, Tom, was if it never moves is 2014. And that's when you got 30 inches of snow. And keep in mind, in 2014, it was actually two storms in one. There was one storm that hit, then a second one that hit. This is only one storm. Uh, the totals that you're seeing, the six-foot totals, uh, I liken this to a, uh, a stati- sports statistic. If you would, would you bet on the Bills going out scoring 10 consecutive touchdowns during the game on Sunday? Is it possible that they could score seven, or 10 touchdowns? Possible, but everything would have to go exactly right. And the same thing with this weather scenario. In order to get that number that the national media is putting out there and blasting all over, you'd have to have every single thing go right for that number. And we all know that that is just not the case. So those huge numbers, you can kind of throw those out a little bit and uh, and stick with the, the lower end of the feet in the hardest hit areas. Actually, uh, Andy, uh, Josh Schmidt has a uh, word on the Buffalo Bills uh, situation. Uh, Josh? 
Yeah, the Bills will officially be playing in Detroit Sunday at 1 p.m. The tables in Detroit are in definite trouble uh, if uh, Bills Nation, the Bills Mafia gets its way. Uh, We're talking with meteorologist Andy Parker on News Radio 930 WBEN. Andy, I had a chance back in the early 1990s to be a part of a documentary about uh, weather called Savage Skies. And one of the items of fascination with the people who put that program together, um, Lake Effect Snow. Uh, we take it for granted around here, but Andy, what is so special in the meteorological community about lake effect snow? What does it do to the to the blood and the soul of the meteorologist? I think uh, first and foremost, we all know we're not going to die. That's the that's the other thing. It's it's rare that that there's fatalities from this. There can be in in odd situations, but uh, unlike other dramatic. Uh, weather events that uh, that affect communities on a micro scale. This doesn't have the the deadliness to it. Uh, it has almost a camaraderie where you're shoulder to shoulder in the store and everybody's talking and what are you going to do with your time and how are we going to you know manage this and misery loves company and you help the neighbor do this. I've seen this for years and years. It, it cuts across uh, socioeconomic, uh, gender, racial scales. It doesn't matter during a storm. You just help your your fellow Western New Yorker. Guys in suits are pushing cars out, and it, it's it's a fantastic time um, to deal with a common hardship. and uh, And I think that everybody kind of gears up for that, and that's what it is. Uh, when you think about other dramatic weather events like tornadoes and hurricanes, and people are losing their homes, they're 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 losing lives, and and, and there's there's not the uh, the same kind of uh, lightness, if you will. We we make a lot of jokes. Uh, I was at the grocery store today, and people are kind of you know almost in a slightly jovial mood as as they wait for this to come. Uh, so I think in that sense, it's a major disruptive weather event. But in the end, it's one that uh, that everybody can kind of navigate through and come out on the other side the next day, uh, pretty much unscathed, other than having a very full driveway. <laughs> One of the things I like to do if we're having a situation and the Great Lakes region uh, as a whole is having a situation is I like to look at that big radar picture and see where else the lake effect snow is uh, is uh, affecting. Can you discuss the other areas in our Great Lakes region which are especially susceptible to lake effect snow and the east-west layout of Great Lakes and the role that plays? Yeah, the uh, the prevailing wind here in western New York is southwesterly, meaning it comes from Cleveland and then comes our direction. That's also the most favorable direction for lake effect. It's the longest stretch of open water that you can grab. Lake Michigan is another one, but you have to have a northerly wind for that. And the, uh, the component of this, it's not just wind and cold, but you also have to have a moisture level in the atmosphere and kind of a storm system that, that stirs it all up. And a lot of times... To get a northerly wind, it's much harder to line that up, a due northerly breeze, all the way down the length of Lake Michigan to get places like um, uh, in Indiana, South Bend, or Chicago. They, they have had big events, but not as frequently as what happens here because of the natural way the wind lines up with the access of the lake. And then you have Lake Huron, again, is 
uh, very similar to a, a kind of a northwesterly fetch there. That's more popular, and that does get portions of uh, southern Ontario, like Owen Sound and uh, some other names, uh, Guelph. Is another one. Anyone familiar with that? If you think about Michigan as a thumb, too, the thumb gets hit pretty hard. The UP of Michigan is up there. Lake Superior is a huge area of open water. And then that plows through a very narrow ribbon of uh, of northern Michigan. And they they uh, they know lake effect snow as much as anyone else. But Lake Erie will provide the longest stretch of open water with a major uh, metropolitan area directly at the other end in line of that. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons why we get uh, a lot of notoriety from it. Uh, one more uh, quick question for you, Andy, and that is, as a meteorologist, how frustrating is it for P- for you to be out shopping and somebody says, you told me there was going to be X inches of snow. I woke up in the morning and I didn't have anything in my driveway. Uh, and you have to explain the oscillation and just a few clicks of the compass can affect where the snow hits. Yeah, you know, I had a situation like that uh, not too long ago with lake effect snow where uh, I said they were in the cone of uncertainty. There's a number of communities that are that are going to get hit. And uh, and this is as, as much as we can tighten that cone. This is what we can do. We can give you the time period. We can give you the amount of snow and I can give you a range of communities where this is going to live. And I said, what if I told you there was going to be a tornado that arrived on Friday and it is going to tear through somewhere between Buffalo and Orchard Park and just rip it up. And you stood in your driveway and you watched that tornado tear out your neighbor's town. Were we wrong about the forecast for the tornado or were you just lucky that it didn't hit your house? And that seems to resonate. And that's kind of the scenario here where the storm is coming. There's going to be this band. Uh, as best as we can, we narrow down the communities and the time periods to help everybody prepare. And then I think when it misses you, you, you can't be mad. You just have to feel lucky. Well, Andy, when I see you out next, uh, you get a very expensive shot of Azul tequila, if that's your thing. I will be looking for that. You just let me know the time and the place. <laughs> you got it. Andy Parker, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, much appreciated. Anytime. Meteorologist uh, Andy Parker joining us on News Radio 930 WBEN. That was uh, as good as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're just joining us, the Buffalo Bills are not playing in Orchard Park on Sunday. The game has been moved to Detroit. Uh, we'll be back to more of your telephone calls coming up uh, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Don't go anywhere. Tis uh, Bowerly. Josh Schmidt doing a great job at Master Control. He's like an octopus in there. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN 438. And as the uh, weather approaches, just know that we here at WBEN, uh, we take it seriously. We have uh, a lot of experience. We've covered a lot of snowstorms. Uh, Tim Wenger, the entirety of the WBEN newsroom, Alan Harris, traffic, uh, yours truly, David Bellavia, uh, Brian Mazurowski, Joe Beamer, uh, basically, oh, and of course, Josh Schmidt, the man who makes it all possible, and Jimmy Love, and everybody else behind the scenes, of course, 
will be working together to make sure that you have the very latest coverage you need. And uh, I've actually got a unit that uh, I'm going to bring home just in case uh, it's a situation where I am unable to leave the home. So uh, definitely we'll be on uh, on the air as things uh, transpire. So uh, anyway... Basically, if you're just joining us, welcome. So I started off the show and I said, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to close the throughway to commercial vehicles from Rochester to uh, the Pennsylvania line. And that happened about 40 minutes ago. Well, then I got a phone call from somebody saying, no, Tom, it's backwards. What they should do is let the commercial vehicles responsible for making sure we have gasoline and medicine and food. Let the commercial vehicles stay on the throughway, but keep the four wheelers off. So I don't know if you've got a take on that, uh, but it's kind of gone back and forth. Some people think the uh, uh, the big rigs, the commercial vehicles, ought to be allowed on the throughway right now, and the four-wheelers kept off. Others, the other way around, that four-wheelers ought to be on the throughway and the big uh, trucks uh, not on the throughway, which is what the situation is. like to know what your thought is on that. Um, also, are there certain things that uh, you need to do before a storm? You want to give people some suggestions on what to do. For example, last night uh, I did what a lot of people were doing, went to my favorite local gas station and uh, filled up my gas tank for uh, the snowblower. Uh, had my official, uh, my official safe can of gasoline. My uh, yeah, my thingy that I fill up the snowblower with. Made sure the snowblower was going to be working, so that's all good. And then remembered that uh, hey, every summer the snowbrush comes out of the car. So made sure that the snow brush and that little plastic circle thing that I got in the Made in America store uh, is also ready to go. That is the best thing ever invented. It. It's not expensive. It's made of plastic. It's a big, hollow circle. It almost looks like a plastic martini glass, and it does a great job on getting ice and snow off the windows of uh, your vehicle. If you have any suggestions you'd like to make to people, that's fine. Uh, And I don't know where you are on the should cars or trucks not be allowed on the thruway in inclement weather. Uh, And as far as reducing the speed, it's drivers are always obligated to drive at the appropriate speed for road conditions. My fear is if they were to lower the speed limit to 40 miles an hour on the thruway, basically people would be tailgating each other. All it takes is one, and before you know it, you've got a chain reaction accident. And as far as enforcing speed, um, believe me, the law enforcement people in conditions like they're going to be facing, they've got better things to do, other things to do, more important things to do than do speed enforcement um, on on highways, which, uh, you know, just imagine yourself being a state trooper or a sheriff's deputy or a local cop. You really want to be standing out there when visibility is almost nothing, uh, writing somebody a ticket? That's kind of a dangerous proposition. And unfortunately, every year we lose a bunch of law enforcement professionals who are hit by cars for some reason. Reason, drivers don't see them. We had a tragedy um, happen uh, within the past 20 or so years with uh, Trooper Dobson. Um, driver didn't see the trooper because he was driving right into the rising sun. The driver wasn't doing anything wrong. 
there were no charges filed against him. It was a horrible, horrible tragedy. And basically, it was the sun. It just blinded the driver. And I think we've all been in situations, not today perhaps, but where the sun has blinded us from being able to see. So uh, your telephone calls on the impending storm. And what do you think of the fact that they moved the Bills game to Detroit? Uh, what is that doing to your plans? As you planned on going to the game on Sunday and now everything is screwed up like Alan Harris's family, they were flying in for the Bills game. Now uh, they're not going to see the Bills game, at least not in uh, Orchard Park, New York. Let's go to uh, Kyle in uh, Amherst. Kyle, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Tom. Wow, man, you got so many uh, different topics thrown out there. Well, it's a big storm, Carl. (laughs) It's a big storm. (laughs) Well, I mean, the first thing I was going to address was the the trucks versus the cars. I would actually side with the trucks because, you know, I'm assuming their tires are pretty new. Uh, They typically are heavier on the road, and there's no wind, uh, as far as I understand, as far as blizzard conditions. So we don't have to worry about the trucks being blown over. Uh, most of the cars on the highway that I've seen over the decades of driving, uh, you always got that idiot or two who have to uh, drive a little faster and then they wipe out and take out other cars. So I would have to say the cars know, uh, the four-wheelers at least, and then keep the trucks on the highway, especially because that caller talked about the whole, um, you know, essential, um, uh, you know, they're essential workers. So let's keep the essential workers on and let's keep everybody else at home, you know, chilling, eating, drinking, and having a good time. <laughs> Actually, Carl, just to interrupt for a moment, uh, received a text message from National Grid. Our crews are prepared for heavy snow and strong winds forecasted in our region. Uh-oh. Yeah, so Uh-oh. they're they're ready. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I guess if you had to choose one or the other, I would choose uh, the four... Uh, you know, wheels uh, to be off, per se. I mean, really, the that stretch is all really pretty much straight. You know, there are no hills. Uh, I hate driving through West Virginia and Pennsylvania because oh. it's all oh, mountains, man. That's, that's, I feel bad for any truck driver has got to go through that area. Carl, West uh, Vir- uh, with all due respect, if anybody's listening in West Virginia, driving in West Virginia at night, I always get a really creepy feeling. Yeah, no. Our, my first time years ago, we end up uh, – pulling over and staying the night in the hotel because it was, you know, you knew you knew what's on the right and left of you, you know. Uh, one false move, man, that's it. And they don't have guardrails either. Uh, so, but I got used to it. But honestly, yeah, I, it's, it's, and that's one thing I don't understand. Why our speed limit 65 miles an hour when it's straight lamp? You know, you go in those areas, it's 70 miles an hour and a windy, hilly, back, you know, mountains, uh, stuff like that. But, but uh, now that sucks about the Bills game. Uh, you know, I I mean, they said it was going to be almost done by Saturday night, didn't it? The guy who came on. Yeah, but the prop the problem is they'd have to dig all that snow out of the stadium, and it, you know how periodically they'll they'll issue calls, usually on a Wednesday. Hey, we're looking for people to come down and make fifteen bucks an hour to shovel snow. There's not going to be the time to shovel out the stadium. Well, that's true. True. At least now we'll get a good feel of the field before we play on Thursday again. So we're back to back games there. I mean, that's positive, I guess. We have to think about the 
Uh, I like you trying to find the positive in the situation. But, I mean, people, people, as you know, Carl, they build their entire lives, many people, around going to the Bills game, and they're having this taken away. It was bad enough when they were playing games in Toronto. Now we have to lose games to Detroit? It's happened before. Yeah, and that's, that's primarily why people are in Florida, too, you know, because there's less restrictions. Yeah, well, let's not let's not go down Florida Alley. We'll upset Frank and I had to, I had to put that in maybe there. some other people. Uh, anything else from uh, anything else from you, sir? No, I uh, we got a snow day tomorrow, so you know, just going to get the essentials. I put everything away yesterday and the day before outside. You know, the the grill, the fire pit, all the chairs. Got the got the shovels ready. Got the brushes in the car. Uh, I'm ready to go. Listen to you, Mister Prepared. Do you have a snack? Uh, do you have a snack of preference that you have in your car during the winter time? Yeah. Uh, well, I just picked up Tony's. Uh, oh, I can't say. It. I just picked up pizza on the uh, way home uh, from work uh, for tonight. You know, so um, and then I have to head out right now to my local uh, beverage center uh, to make sure we have the uh, spirits. Uh, you know, just in case we're stuck in here for a couple of days. No, it's a very it's a very important part of of life. I keep calling you Carl. It's Kyle. I guess who forgot? Guess who forgot his reading glasses of all days? Okay. Yeah, I did. I'm an idiot. Uh, You're good friends with uh, Booker, so I'll let it slide. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, and uh, Kyle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's a Bookerism. It is. Wait, I got to leave you with this one too. Word to the mother. Oh yeah. See, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm being bookerized here over time. Uh, thanks very much, Kyle. I appreciate it. Stay safe out there, folks. Yep, absolutely. You too, sir. Uh, yeah, Gregory Booker Wells, uh, very dear friend, very close, and uh, it's kind of funny. He comes on and talks about the Bills game usually the day after the Bills play, and uh, was out last night at uh, the View of Creek. And uh, <laughs> so we're sitting there just minding our own business. We're about to leave. And from the background, there's this familiar voice walking in. Wiggle, wiggle, shizzle, shizzle. I thought I was hallucinating. But no, it was it was Booker. And I uh, had a chance to hang out for uh, about a half hour and laughed uproariously. Um, we probably are going to get arrested at some point, just so you're aware of that. We're going to get arrested. The media will make it seem like it's something it wasn't, but uh, it'll be fun. It is, uh, what is it, uh, 4.49. More calls coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, you can go back and listen to our interview from uh, 4.05 until 4.25 with meteorologist Andy Parker, who broke down the entire timeline of what we're going to be uh, dealing with weather-wise. And, you know, here's something, too. The national media, I hope you're not sensitive because the national media, they're going to make a big deal out of the fact that Buffalo got hammered with snow, and that's why the game Sunday is going to be played in Detroit. Uh, don't let it get you down. This this is Buffalo. We're on the Great Lakes. It's November, and it snows. What are you going to do? Um, but I wonder the economic impact on Erie County of not having the Bills game on Sunday in Erie County, New York. Think about the hotels. Think about the restaurants uh, that accommodate the out-of-town people. Uh, it's got to be in the multi-millions of dollars of economic impact and conversely a shot in the arm for uh, Detroit. I have to say it like the Canadians do every now and again. Let's go to Ray in Buffalo. Ray, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, 
Hey, Tom. Uh, my observation about the commercial traffic ban, it also includes all vehicles with commercial license plates. That's small pickup trucks, small delivery trucks. You want to check with your law enforcement contacts, but I believe when they say commercial ban on the, on the highways, it's anybody that's got a commercial license plate because that's a commercial vehicle. So it affects the small guy now. Yeah, and I guess one of the questions I would have is to what extent is that actually going to be enforced? Um, and when you get into a heavy weather situation, usually when you listen to the police scanners, uh, these men and women of law enforcement, they're busy with a lot of other things other than pulling people over. Well, that would be the discretion. I mean, but technically, if they're going to say this is a commercial traffic vehicle ban on these highways, by law, it's any vehicle with a commercial license plate. Well, I know that one of my sources is listening to the show right now, and I know that he will be texting me within a moment to answer that very question. So, But that's just my observation. I mean, it's, it hurts the small guy. I kind of, you know, agree with some of your pl- things of letting the, the professionals drive the road and put the, you know, I'm a four-wheeler. Get me off the road, keep me on the side. But that's my <laughs> observation, and I like your uh, show, what your, your, the subject matter you just brought up. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Just a, a quick question. Do you have any words of advice? Pretend that I'm your child. First of all, you'd be wondering where you went wrong as a parent. I understand that. But let's just say I was your child. I'm 18 years old. What advice do you give young people on how to deal with this kind of snowstorm? Because for some, it's going to be their first big snowstorm. I would say if you really don't, I'd just say stay home. If you're not, you know, there's no need to be out there unless you, your job requires you to be out there. But, you know, just stay home. Do what J- Jimmy Griffin said. You know, if you can't drink, then drink some pop. But uh, <laughs> but I would just stay home. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate the call, Ray. And, and for those who don't remember, a long time ago, Buffalo had a mayor by the name of Jimmy Griffin, James D. Griffin. And at one point, uh, he was applauded, and he was also castigated by people who didn't like him when he advised that the people of Buffalo handle a major snowstorm by staying at home and having a six-pack. Stay at home and have a six-pack. And Jimmy Griffin was a very brilliant politician. That was the mentality of Buffalo, New York at that point in time. I guess in some parts of Buffalo right now, it would be stay at home and have some sushi. Uh, But back when uh, Jimmy Griffin was uh, in that office in City Hall, the six-pack was the thing. And that's a very uh, famous and sage bit of advice from Jimmy Griffin. And I remember, see, we look at it now, all these years later, if you've even heard the expression, and we laugh about it. That was Jimmy Griffin being Jimmy Griffin. Stay at home and have a six-pack. At the time, however... People in the media, they would have, we're now joined by a domestic violence expert on why drinking in a snowstorm leads to increased domestic violence. They tried everything they could to demonize Jimmy Griffin, because even though Jimmy Griffin had a D after his name as a Democrat, um, he was not really a Democrat. He famously said, as many people have said, I didn't leave the Democrats, they left me. And when President Reagan came to Buffalo, New York in the 80s to uh, tour a senior citizens complex, uh, Jimmy Griffin and President Reagan walked side by side uh, in the city of Buffalo. I'm sure it gave the Secret Service fits, but they walked uh, side by side. It is uh, 456. Uh, We'll uh, get into this more. Uh, Do you guys have any advice uh, for people on dealing with a storm 
other than stay at home and have a six-pack. And there, I guess there are two things, uh, three things that I would mention. Number one, in the wintertime, mentioned this earlier, and I'm a big boy, and I, I, I make sure the tank is never under a half. The tank gets to half full. The gas tank of the car, I top it off. Never let your gas tank go under half a tank. And when it hits half a tank, top it off because you never know what you're going to run into on the roads. You might have done absolutely nothing wrong, but you could be easily stuck in traffic for three, four, five hours with the heat running, and you want to make sure that you've got fuel with which you can actually stay warm. Also, uh, don't forget to get your uh, snow brush and your scraper out of the garage and put it where it goes in the car. You'll take it out again in April at some point, but you want to make sure your snow brush is ready. And by the way, uh, what's going to happen in the early evening hours tonight is uh, every drugstore and gas station is going to have a run on snow brushes and scrapers. They'll have that box filled with them, and they're going to be selling like hotcakes later on tonight. And also a good idea to have non-perishable snacks in the car for the wintertime. Now, Kyle going out and getting a pizza. Not a good idea to eat pizza in January that you bought in November, but something that is non-perishable. It's a good idea to have a snack in the car, especially those of you with diabetes. Uh, you've got to make sure that your blood pressure stays up. I know they sell glucose uh, tablets, but you want to make sure that you have uh, uh, something that will at least uh, sustain you to some way uh, if you get caught in traffic. So um, we need to take a break on News Radio 930 WBEN, and then we will be uh, back to uh, your telephone calls following the news at 5. And is anybody affected? Uh, the other question I'll throw out there as we talk everything storm related here in Western New York. Uh, is is your business going to be adversely affected by the fact that the Buffalo Bills game is going to be in Detroit on Sunday and not in Buffalo, New York? That's got to cost the local hotel people a lot of money and the restaurants and everybody in the uh, hospitality sector. 